הר אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדרנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש אמא שבארץ המה ובכלל רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוך חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופייג בן שמחה נע נח נחמן נחמן ואומן זכותו תגן עלינו וכל ישראל אמן So ברוך השם, today we start Torah with, with Torah י"ג, Torah 13 of Likutei Moran Tinyana and we're going to do Torah 13, 14 and 15 בעזרת So we start with a few small Torahot כשחולקין על האדם, תורה י"ג starts like this כשחולקין על האדם, when, um, when people oppose someone else נמצא the effect of that opposition שרודפין אותו, that is that they're pursuing him So when a person is being opposed, is that, he, is that basically as other people pursuing, the, pursuing him. And he, every single time he's being opposed or pursued, he's fleeing to God. He's constantly relying upon Hashem and finding refuge in God. And the more he is opposed, the more they force him basically to come closer to God. Because God is everywhere. בבחינת אז ברוד דן תהילים, אם אעסק שמיים שמעתה ואצייה שאול ינקה. אז we saw in lesson 6 of ליקוטי מורן תניאן, הרבנו bring this verse, but here הרבנו is explaining it differently, a little bit differently, in the idea that, אם אעסק שמיים שמעתה, if I ascend up to heaven, דוד המלך writes, here, there God is, if I ascend up to heaven, there you are, ואצייה שאול, but if I make my bed in hell, הנקה, here you are. meaning God is in hell, and in heaven, he's everywhere. We see that in every single place this person runs to, he's finding and fleeing to God. And this is the aspect of what is brought down in the verse. And look in Shar Kavanot that uh, explains this idea. That Parod drew close. What does it mean, Parod drew close? That he brought close the Jewish people to their Father in Heaven. Meaning that Paro, who's the opposition to the Jewish people, who constantly opposes them and forces them to, to suffer, etc., etc. Um, that he's actually the one responsible to bring them close to Hashem Yitbach. He is actually the, the method that brings us close. So Rabbanu is explaining opposition in a very good light. That when you're being opposed and pursued by others, that actually you're forced to flee to Hashem. And those people who are opposing you are actually forcing you to come closer to Hashem. That through their pursuing of him, he's actually uh, drawing himself closer to Hashem Yitbach. So it actually sweetens this idea of opposition and gives us a better understanding of actually why we are being opposed. This is lesson 14. Chapter 56. writes, for many are my adversary. There are many of those who are fighting a war against me. Marom, O Most High. He's basically calling Hashem and begging and pleading to Hashem that there are many people who are my adversaries. I have many enemies. What did that mean? That when David Amelech writes, there are many of my ad- for many are my adversaries, Marom, O Most High, as an appellation to God. But really, Rabbeinu is re-explaining the verse. Meaning that, David HaMelech is basically saying that he has enemies up above, meaning in the world above. Just as there are tormentors down below, um, there are those who oppress people from above as well. Meaning that a person can also have enemies up there.
um, in the upper world. So we see that actually it's not just uh, a, uh, there's not just enemies down here, but there's also enemies up there. Torah Tetvav. And this is the long Torah. We're going to do this entire Torah today. Bezrat Hashem. Those people who falsely boast of extraordinary accomplishments and miracles, and they boast to people as if there is nothing they can't do. These people who brag about how much power they have, and they, they try to prove to people that everything is in their capability. And some of these people are even leaders of the generation, Rabbi was telling you. Yeah, there are some people who can... Um, who boast of these extraordinary accomplishments and all these extraordinary capabilities. And there are some that are even leaders of the generation. Rabbanim, rabbis, etc. Whatever that, that leader uh, means. Rabbanu teaches us that these leaders, these people who boast of their accomplishments, their essential strength and nourishment is actually only from the great tzaddikim the righteous people of the generation. Because there are true righteous people who are great in spiritual level. And they have a holy mouth. And it's their way to speak of great things and awesome wonders. And the truth is they're able to serve God with every single thing in the world. They're able to use a pen, a pencil, whatever it is, anything, a match. It could be anything in the world that they could serve Hashem with. The most physical, the most spiritual thing, they can serve Hashem with anything. And these tzaddikim have a way of speaking in great terms and great manners. As we see Rabbi Shion Bar Yochai did the same thing, even Rabbi Nachman. And we see uh, the Bar Shem Tov. And lots of awesome tzaddikim that did this. Whether it's food or drink or other things. And it's brought down in the kavanot of the Ari Kadosh. That sometimes... Um, these great tzaddikim are able to sweeten judgments through food and through drink. And as we saw this in many different lessons, the Rabbeinu brings these ideas to us, the simple people, that we too are able to do the same thing as long as we follow the advice. But here, there are tzaddikim that are able to do accomplish and to do awesome things and accomplish awesome wonders. And there are ways to speak about it in very great manners. They even speak greatly about themselves, not in a way of um, pride, God forbid. But um, in a way of ultimate humility, actually. It's, uh, it's very awesome. And uh, Rabbeinu speaks about this in Chaya Moran, and it's brought down in the Gemara Sota, this idea that the tzaddikim speak very greatly sometimes about themselves, and that's because they are so lofty and so humble that actually they receive no pride. So they are at the level where they can praise themselves because they receive no pride from their own words. It's a very, very lofty level that, not, not, uh, that only very few in the generation are, are capable of, few in many generations. So Rabbeinu continues. They're able to accomplish redemptions through their, through their eating uh, and the likes, etc. And because of the pride of these great tzaddikim that emerges from their holy mouths, with this we find uh, charlatans or frauds False people, who impersonate these tzaddikim just like a monkey impersonates a human. 
They are literally like monkeys. And they pride themselves literally with these words of pride that with the other truths that are speaking about in an upright manner. And they take these words of pride and they speak about themselves in great manners in which they can do all these things when Behemet, they might be able to do them. Um, but it's all in a way of falsehood and pride, etc. And they take these languages of pride of pride that emerges from the mouth of the holy tzaddik and the true tzaddik. And just like we see this in the prophet, that Yirmiyah was, uh, um, was engaging in prophecy in the upper marketplace. As he says in Yirmiyah chapter 49, Behold, I'll break the might of Elam. And we see that in the Brother of the Gemara Sanhedrin, page 89, that Hananiah ben Azur, this person who was a false prophet, would literally prophesy in the same language that Yirmiyah just prophesied, as we saw of Yirmiyah saying, Behold, I'll break the might of Elam, speaking in words of great pride. And he did it in the exact opposite. Hananiah ben Azur took those words and spoke about his own pride, but in a way of falsehood. Just like we just explained, there are false leaders who do the same exact thing right now. But their main nourishment is only from those tzaddikim who walk in path, paths of wonders and greatness, who speak in those upright manners uh, and, speaks that, and speak in that way of uh, pride. Because from those simple tzaddikim who serve God in simplicity with Torah and tefillah and good actions but don't speak about themselves. It's a different avodah. Those false leaders do not receive their strength from these simple tzaddikim. Because these tzaddikim do not speak in great manners and speak about themselves greatly. They, they engage in simplicity with wholesome acts. Therefore, the falsehood and the greatness um, of these simple tadikim cannot be grasped by those um, false leaders because it's a totally different work. And even though we see charlatans or false leaders, false people who act in the way of those simple tadikim, like uh, who, who pretend to be righteous who, with their backs bent, looking to the ground all the time, etc., etc. As we see that there are people who sit wrapped in talit and tefillin all day. And the truth is they're complete false. They, they paint a picture for other people when Be'emet, they're not these people at all. The truth is these people do not have much of strength to mislead the world in the way that those false leaders who, take, who boast themselves about their great accomplishments do. Meaning, those, those wicked people who pretend to be righteous in a, in a concealed manner don't have the ability to influence and mislead people in the way that those false leaders do um, who take a more public approach. Um, because no know that the true tzaddik that we talked about above from which these charlatans receive their strength from that true tzaddik he receives his holy mouth and his whole, the words that emerge from his holy mouth from from those people who give charity from true uh, charitable people 
וזה בחינת הדבינודס, דיברת דן תהילים, נדבות פי רצנה, השם. נדבות פי רצנה. Please favorably, uh, favorably accept the generosity of my mouth, O oh God, השם. נדבות פי, the generosity of my mouth, רצנה, please accept it, God. Meaning, meaning that the tzaddik receives the words of his mouth from the benevolent of hearts, meaning those people who give charity. And charity is the aspect of water. How do we know this? Who turns the rock into a pool of water. What's the rock? This represents the rock of my heart. And what did he say? What is the heart? The heart is generous. As we said, so the rock represents the um, the rock represents the rock of the heart, and the heart represents generosity. So we see the rock represents charity. Kiesh because of the heart of stone. meaning those hard hearted people who are far from charity. As it brought down in Yeshaya chapter forty six. and this is what it says. What it says in the verse in Tehilim, who turns the rock into a pool of water. Meaning that he turns his heart of stone into a heart of soft. That he's able to give charity. As brought down in the verse in Echa, chapter 2. Pour out your heart like water before the presence of God. Meaning, what does it mean? Pour out your heart like water. Meaning, give charity like a soft heart who's generous in this manner of giving charity. This is why charity is called water. Charity is like an unfailing stream, like a strong stream. And this is what is brought down in Kohelet, chapter 11. Send your bread upon the face of the water. Which is said about charity. Through all these verses, Rabbeinu is explaining to us that through charity, um, we create the holy mouth of the tzaddik, that the tzaddik is able to boast in this holy manner, obviously in a way of complete humility. And this we can't really understand until you increase your consciousness of God and really recognize what they're doing here. But this tzaddik is able to speak holy words through those balets taka, through those masters of charity. Because charity gives the mouth, the holy mouth of the tzaddik. Charity creates this mouth for the tzaddik. This is what it says in the Gemara Rosh Hashanah. When it says, Place this in your mouth, beficha, or, um, or in your mouth when it says in the verse. I forgot where it's uh, specifically mentioned. Beficha zotstaka. When it says in your mouth, zotstaka. This is a reference to charity. That the charity represents the mouth. Because as we said, that through the tzedaka we create we create the mouth of the tzaddik. And what is the tzaddik? The tzaddik is what it's brought down in Dvarim, chapter 33. The tzaddik is symbol is symbolized of this uh, verse. The firstborn of his oxen. Grandeur is his. Meaning the tzaddik is the firstborn of the ox. And he has grandeur that he possesses. And what does the firstborn do? The firstborn takes a double portion, as we know. So the tzaddik has a double portion. So we see that his holy mouth, the words that emerge from his holy mouth, has two types of connotations. Because he has two portions. And this is why, because the tzaddik possesses two connotations, he has the strength and the nourishment to those charlatans in order, uh, to nourish themselves from that um, from that mouth 
of the tzaddik, which has two connotations. So the holy connotation and the evil one, which uh, the charlatans take for themselves. To turn the words, the holy words of the tzaddik, to their falsehood, to suit it for them, to make it suitable for them. Because of the fact that their holy words in itself has two types of connotation, in the aspect of a double portion, as we said above. But the truth is, it's actually very good to the true tzaddik that we find these false people that uh, imitate themselves um, and pretend to be these great tzaddikim. It's actually good for the true tzaddik. Because there are wicked people who give charity to the tzaddikim. And through the charity that these wicked people give the tzaddikim, it creates what we call yabok. Um, look in uh, the aspect of yabok. Yabok is an acronym for the phrase, or for the three types of words. Yichud, which means unity, bracha, blessing, and ktusha, holiness. Yud, which, both, which all start with the letter, yichud starts with the letter yud. Bracha, bet, and kedusha, kuf. Which spells out Yabok. And all these three aspects of Yichud, Brachan, Kedusha are all mentioned with regard to water. We said above that water is the aspect of charity. How do we know Yichud is mentioned with water? It's brought down. Yichud, it's brought down Bereshit, chapter 1. That the waters um, from under the heavens gather together to one place. Echad is this aspect of Yehud, unity, oneness. So we see that the water is the aspect of Yehud, as we see in Bereshit chapter 1. As it says in the verse, let the water swarm with a swarm of living creatures, which is an aspect of Bracha. Ketushan, holiness, as it's brought down, holy waters, waters of holiness. We see that water also has Ketusha. And this is why we see that there are charitable people who are actually adulterous. They have they are sexually immoral. Because they nourish themselves off that Yabok. Because if they're giving charity, charity is the aspect of water. And water has these three types of things. The Yechud, the Bracha, and the Ketusha. And what does Yabok have to do with adultery? And Yabok of holiness is the aspect of holy unital uh, relations, holy marital union. But by these charitable people, they damage this charity, which means they damage their nourishment from the Yabok. And from this holy union comes this immoral union, which is what we call adultery. May God spare us. Therefore, their charity is actually bad for the tzaddik. Because the tzaddik, as we said above, receives his holy words, the words of his holy mouth from charity. But when they damage this charity through the fact that they um, they damage their nourishment, meaning when they have damaged charity, they damage the nourishment of the yabok, which creates sexual immorality. What happens as a result of this? They cause a blemish with the words that emerge from the mouth of the tzaddik. Because the tzaddik receives his mouth from the charity of these people. And if these people are blem- blemish this aspect of charity, they blemish this holy union, then it creates an evil union. 
And from that, the tzaddik suffers. Therefore, we see it's good actually that there are false people that are found like this. Meaning that these wicked people who give charity, they actually turn to these tzaddikim and they give to these tzaddikim. Because what they're doing essentially is they're damaging the mouth of the tzaddik, but the truth is the tzaddik is still receiving tzaddikah. So let's see what this really means. Um, let's see what this says, what this means. Uchmaamar Yermiyan Aviyad is brought down in, um, as brought down, Yermiyan um, Aviyad said, Hachshilem Ba'anim Shenem Ayuganim. Make them stumble by sending them um, poor people who are not proper, who are not fitting. Meaning, meaning what was um, that these wicked people that actually they can cause damage to the tzaddik by giving him tzaka because their tzaka is actually poison in a sense. Why? Because the, the tzaka actually poisons the mouth of the tzaddik and it causes this blemish because the tzaka is not good in the first place from these wicked people. But Yermiyah Navim asked Hashem to make these wicked people stumble by sending them Poor people who aren't fitting, meaning that the tzedakah goes to people who are actually not worthy and doesn't blemish the tzaddik. So, Rabbeinu is saying it's actually good that there are these false people because they can end up stumbling in tzedakah, which is not good. And this is how the tzaddik basically is saved. The true tzaddik is saved from their blemished charity by this idea because the tzaddik prays to Hashem Yitbach that instead of him receiving the money, that it's Improper poor people that receive the money, and with that, their tzaka isn't really uh, effective. But the essential strength and nourishment of these uh, charlatans are only from these great tzaddikim, which walk on the pathway of gdolot greatness. Those simple tzaddikim engage in Torah and simplicity, and um, behave in simplicity, they do, these uh, charlatans do not have much strength from them at all. And this is what Rabbi Zera asked Rabbi Yehuda. As we were talking about, in actually lesson 12, we talked about this idea of this story uh, and how these stories are all connected, uh, how this story is connected to lesson 12 as well. Nonetheless, we continue. My time agam regenufte. Rabbi Zerah asked Rabbi Yehuda when Rabbi Yehuda's mind was in a joyous state. He asked him, What is the reason that the camel is short-tailed? And the ox is long-tailed? As the brother of the Gemara Shabbat. This is what he was asking him. And look in the Lashon of the Gemara. Look in the Gemara. It says over there when Rabbi Zerah asked Rabbi Yehuda, Why is it that the camel's tail is short? And Rabbi Yehuda answered, Because he eats thorns. Why is it that the um, the ox has a long tail? And Rabbi Yudah answers because the ox lives in the swamp. And he must uh, fend off the mosquitoes that are there in the, in the swamp. What does Rashi say? Um, when Rabbi Yudah answers for the first question about why do camels have short tails? Um, 
because of thorns. It eats thorns. If this is why um, the tail is short, so that the animal's tail does not get stuck in the thorns. So it has a short tail. And as we said above, that the ox has a long tail to fend off the mosquitoes in the swamp it lives in. Okay. Now let's see. Gamla, when it says camel in the story of the Gemara, this represents a simple tzaddik. In the aspect of what Branta I did not walk in Gdolot and great ideas when Iflaot and wonders like a nursing child at its mother's side. Like this nursing child. Gamul comes with Gamal, camel. So we see that this simple tzaddik is referenced to this Gamal, this camel, because this simple tzaddik is compared to someone like a Gamul, like a nursing child, which comes from the word Gamal, uh, camel. Because this tzaddik is engaging in simplicity. He doesn't speak great things. And all of his service is in the aspect of silence. Because not any words of greatness or wonders emerge from his mouth. And he's like a camel. Or sorry, that he's like a nursing child at its mother's side. This is what we said in the Gemara. Gamla, camel. Its tail was short. Chapter 9, I believe this idea of Navi um, that the prophet who gives false instruction is at the tail. This is the false prophet. And what does that mean? The false prophet who's at the tail, meaning. These are these charlatans, those people who paint a picture to those around them, thinking or trying to convince them that these are great tzaddikim when they're not. These are false prophets whose grasp is only from the great tzaddikim. But with regard to these simple tzaddikim or the aspect of the camel we said above, these charlatans do not have any um, nourishment from these simple tzaddikim. And this is why it says the short tail. And this is why it says that the ox has a long tail in the story. This, this is the aspect of the great tzaddikim. How do we know this? Because the great tzaddikim are compared to the ox. It says the firstborn of his oxen, grandeur is his. Meaning that these great tzaddikim who engage in great talk and speak and boast in awesome ways, in a good way obviously, they represent the ox. Because the ox has grandeur. And this tzaddik speaks in a way of grandeur. Meaning that the essential nourishment of this false prophet and teacher, um, which is the tail, is only by, the, only by them. This is why their tail is long, because they are able to receive nourishment from this long tail. And this is why it says in the Gemara that Rabbi Uda answered, Mishum why is the tail of the camel short? Because it eats thorns. Meaning that these simple tzaddikim, which are the camel, eat thorns. Meaning that they eat and they consume the thorns and the thistles that surround the supernal rose. What's the rose? The rose symbolizes holy speech. His lips are roses. 
meaning that the lips, which bring out speech, are the aspect of the rose. Because they engage in Torah and in Avodat Hashem day and night. And they consume all these thistles and thorns. So that these shalatans do not have any grasp from holy speech. Because we said above, this simple service and wholesomeness did not give them any nourishment. Because they are not able to imitate them and to engage in this falsehood and this pretending, um, this acting um, of theirs. Through these uh, simple tzaddikim, because their essential acting of these simple tzaddikim is only in wholesomeness and in simplicity. The, the, the ox's tail is long, because they live in the swamp. And they must fend off the mosquitoes. What does it mean, the diary that they live in the swamp? We're going to see what agam is. We're going to see Hatur Gam Ma'im in the verse. But meaning that they live in the swamp. Meaning that they receive their, uh, or that these, um, what do you call it? That these great Sadiqim receive their holy speech. They receive their holy speech from those uh, charitable people. From the aspect of what we said above. Who turns the, the rock into a pool of water. Agam comes from the word Agam is swamp, meaning that water which is that pool of water which is charity. Rezeu, and this is what it says, the diary by Agame. They live in the swamp, and they, uh, and they must, uh, must fend off mosquitoes. Bake, the same letters as the word Yabok, which is Yichud, Bracha, Kedusha. Meaning that they, these tzaddikim need to expel and to exile this yabok of charity that these wicked people give them. Because by these wicked people, it's no longer yabok. They blemish it. They twist the word yabok. It's like a back, it becomes bake for them. It becomes mosquitoes. It's a poison. And now it causes evil to this tzaddik. It causes bad things to this tzaddik who's receiving this his speech from them, actually. And therefore, it's very good. Um, it's actually very good for the tzaddik. Um, why this... Um, um, this false prophet receives nourishment from him. She was enough because the false prophet is the tail. That through this tail we're actually able to push away and to exile these wicked people themselves. Because um, these wicked people, sorry, these wicked people um, stumble um, with these with these charlatans meaning what uh, meaning that these these wicked people who try to give tzedaka to these tzaddikim and actually end up blemishing the, the mouth of the tzaddik why because these wicked people turn the yabok into bakir or they turn the yabok and they twist the yabok meaning it, they have the sexual morality and they blemish the charity so the tzaddik doesn't want their tzedaka so what happens the reason why that there's these imitable, uh, imitable 
or people that imitate these tzaddikim is actually to trick these wicked people who give charity and to convince them that actually they need the charity so that these wicked people end up giving the charity to these false tzaddikim thinking that they're true tzaddikim and actually the tzaddik, the true tzaddik is saved from the charity of the wicked. And this is what Yirmiya Anadi was saying earlier. Now it makes sense full circle that the Yirmiya Anadi um, um, was asking Hashem Yitbar that Hashem makes these reshaim, those, those charitable people who are wicked, stumble by giving charity to false, um, to, to improper uh, poor people, which in this case, Rabban was saying, are those false prophets that pretend to be tzaddikim. So that these wicked people turn to these false leaders, these charlatans, and give them the charity. And now the tzaddikim are saved from the charity of the wicked, as we said above. So we have these um, false leaders who imitate themselves to be tzaddikim. And actually, Rabban said this is very good because actually they receive the nourishment from those great tzaddikim. But almost trick these wicked people who are giving charity so that um, they should re- receive the tzedakah from the, these wicked people, preventing the tzaddikim from um, blemishing their speech um, from these masters of charity, as we know, because the tzaddik receives um, his speech from um, the balet tzedakah. It's a beautiful lesson. Um, may we have the merit to give proper charity, holy charity, in the right manner and to those people who are fitting and be saved from these uh, charlatans, these shakrim, uh, as brought down in the lesson. May we be saved from this and attach ourselves to the holy and true tzaddikim that is Hashem.